Welcome back, Boxed Up UFC. We jo- we're joined once again. I think we're almost coming up on a year of, of doing this. We're pretty close. Uh, a year uh, for the first one was the McGregor Poirier too, and that was in the summer. Um, yeah, so we're we're, we're getting there. there. We've had a couple weeks here and there that we we haven't recorded, but we've been pretty consistent. Um, ready to ready to keep it going. So what what other way to to get this? this podcast started then going over maybe the best card of the year i think it's really it's up there definitely Um, up there especially since last uh pay-per-view in singapore that we talked about that main card being one of the best if not the best of the year to follow that up with this ufc austin card was pretty awesome so is the top three ufc london this card and and then uh the singapore yeah, probably. Probably. I probably. can't really think of like all in the top of my head, but I think that that would be pretty accurate. I mean, I'm looking at a short list of them here and yeah, not a lot really come to mind. So yeah, I think I think that's like most solid top majority three. top three. I'd say. Yeah. And we're like halfway through the year still. So I know there's, there's a lot there's of room for and it, it started off slow if you remember too. That in, in January it was kind of a slow start and it's really picked up since then. Oh yeah. So I'd say the water. what like the last since like late April, it's felt a lot uh more action-packed, minus the uh, Holly Holm main event. Yeah, but, yeah, other than that, yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent All right, so let's get into it. There were 12. No, 13 fights on this card. And there was three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine finishes. I think six of them were in the first round. Yeah, incredible. Pretty crazy. Incredible. So kicking off the card, Kyle Dawkins, uh laid an egg, I guess. Fuck, man. Like, really laid an egg. Like, um, what the hell? Like. Yeah, this is a, a complete. I think this is a complete mystery by everybody. Yeah, see, it really was. I, there's really nothing else. I mean, it was. He got finished a minute into the fight. It's kind of tough because there was that, no. Yeah, no, he got fucked up. That knee, right. that was, knee was fucking was lethal. Brutal. That knee was lethal. I th- did did that did that put him? I think that put him to sleep. Like just that one knee, and then if it, like, if that, it put him down for sure. I don't know if he went to sleep, and that's like I didn't really see much of the aftermath of it. But yeah. Did I you mean, see? Did you see the? Because um, Roman Dolce, he's from Georgia, right? Yeah. Okay, so there's like a thing where he went back to his hometown, and there's like a soccer game, and he came out, 
and like the crowd going ape shit. Like, really? I, I did cool. not see that. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was pretty sick. But um, I kind of feel for Kyle Dawkins because I thought like he was next up to be ranked soon, and you know he's been doing really well. Um, he's, I mean, it's he's one of those guys where it's kind of two steps, one step forward, two steps back. You know, he loses at the wrong yeah. time. So we'll see what happens with him. But it was a really good win by Roman. Uh, so one thing I didn't know about uh, Dalids, Dalidze, um, I don't, I'm, I'm not gonna fact check this. I just saw that. No, don't uh, fact check it. Do not fact check. Um, it. I believe. So you, you know how say. how Cheyenne Blismus used to be Cheyenne Buys. Yeah, and we'll get to JP Buys. Yeah, in about we will. thirty minutes. Apparently, this is all conjecture. Cheyenne left JP Bias for Roman Delise. You're joking. <laughs> I again not gonna fact check it. I, I might kinda do I'm not gonna fact check it, ass. but I kind of do want to, but I'm gonna roll with it. I'm gonna roll with it. <laughs> we believe that to be true. Yeah, and no, that's true. No, that is true. Um, uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, we'll get to JP Bias. I think because... I think uh Delice is a better fighter, so <laughs> yeah. So there's that. He's got the heck over him. Uh, <laughs> JP buys one one and three in the UFC. So, and Dolce is knocking off, you know, up and coming lightweights or middleweights or whatever the fuck that class is. Yeah. So, uh, so Delice, I think he's nine and one now. His one loss was to Phil Hawes, who almost killed a man <laughs> in the octagon. Um, my God, dude. That was, it was one of those things. So, we remember his fight against Chris Curtis. Uh-huh. Phil Halls looked great in the first round. Yeah. And then he was doing great until he wasn't, until he was yeah. flat on his his stomach, his face. Yeah. The same thing here. Uh, Phil Halls was rolling in that first round, and I was like, yeah, you know, it looks like he's pretty much on his path to victory. Uh-huh. And then there was moments in the second round, later on in the first round, second round, where Darren Wynn started to make things a little ugly. Started there were flashes. There. there were flashes, and I, you know, I had that PTSD moment. But man, Phil Hall is just fuck. Darren Wynn is too tough for his own good, and took yeah. way too much of a beating. Yeah, um, he did. It, it's kind of a this fight could have been stopped before it was for yeah. sure. Um, uh, it was kind of a stressful under to have too, because I thought it was gonna be one of those fights where like a guy just refuses to, st- to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you, we all seen it, the, the Sugar Sean uh, fight. Um, but Phil Hawes, man, if he keeps putting on performances like this, he'll be ranked in no time. He looked incredible. Mm-hmm. And he took a little bit of damage, but nothing that, like, you know, that was maybe considered he was going to lose his fight. He looked dominant from the start. It looked like, it was a two weight class difference between the two fighters too, which was oh, crazy. Because yeah. Darren was like, like five six. It looked like, like a middleweight versus a lightweight. It was it was incredible. Um, the video Darren Wynn put out of him commentating his old fight was hilarious. Yeah. I just saw the forty second clip, but it was so funny. He's <laughs> after it's like, "Her, what took you so long, man?" It's, it's just like he knew he was done. Um, Again, yeah, there were moments like when he sprawled and, and stopped Haas takedown. Yeah. I was like, okay, like maybe he's onto something. Um, but Haas was just elbowing him so many times. Any fighter that throws lead elbows uh, is automatically on like my top 10 list. 
Yeah. He, so, he finished the fight with three straight lead elbows. So yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, his incredible. blonde hair was red by the end of the fight. Yeah. And then yeah, also seriously. at the end of the fight, he was talking shit to our guy, DC. Yeah. What's up with that? Do you know, like, the background behind Apparently that? he was – it seemed as if he was accusing DC because apparently DC and Darren Wynn are, like, friends, like, trained together. Uh-huh. I guess he was, like, accusing DC of – uh, like picking Darren Wynn's next opponent to be Phil Hawes with the thinking that, you know, maybe Darren Wynn could beat yeah. him. And Hawes was like, oh, you picked the wrong horse, blah, 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 all that shit. And then, I mean, it, it was settled, but DC told him to be respectful. And yeah. it's like, oh, all right, DC. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. I thought weird. that was, was a little strange. weird by Phil Hawes. I'll be honest. Like, is is that really like. That's not the time to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought I was kind of on DC's side at that point. Like, like he's doing his job. If it's one thing, if he's like on the street or like you text him or whatever, or like call him out on Twitter. Make, yeah, make he's, a Twitter doing, video. He's, he's doing his job. Like he's at his job. He's there he's, to interview after you just got a TKO victory. Like, yeah, just, uh, just enjoy that. You know, I thought that was a little weird. I thought I thought that I could have done it at a different time. Like, I get it if if because you know like whatever. Like if DC was saying some shit or being a being like having favoritism or whatever but time and place and you see uh sean o'malley has also been going at it with dc on twitter why does everyone have beef with dc that's one of the biggest mysteries to me i think part of it is because he he is so like dc talks a lot whether it's on his podcast during a broadcast sometimes dc says some dumb shit i gotta say i think yeah. that's really all it is is they're just like you know sometimes dc's takes are lukewarm yeah that's true but i feel like if you're anybody in that situation and you're talking that much on the internet or on the broadcast or whatever, oh exactly like you're gonna say some dumb shit oh like yeah this, naturally if this, like if this ever blows up we're gonna be fucking totally exposed oh man we we say dumb shit every week oh yeah. of course anytime you like, just, like willingly give a- your opinion on something someone's gonna think you're a dumbass which is fine with <laughs> I guess my I guess my whole thing is that DC is one of the more likable guys in the sport, in my opinion. And it's just like he's one of the more, you know, from an outsider's people. perspective. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is true. That is true. I'm not in the shit, but from a but he's a one of the top like beefed with guys. But that was pretty funny though when they're beefing. Oh yeah, it made things Her, do you see Herb was like getting impressed. It was so funny. <laughs> like, dude, what, oh do, man. Bro? He's like Herb's like, man, am I about to have to Wave it off here. Stop the fight. Uh, Speaking of Haas, you don't want that fight. Also, speaking of stopping the fight, uh, there's really you don't. There's not much we have to say about this one. Cody Stammen knocks out Eddie Wyland in. It really probably could have been. It could have been 30 seconds, but it ended up being 59 on the on the official clock. Yeah. Um, Wyland retires. It was his time. Great career. Congrats, Cody Stammen. After sorry. Cody Stammen, after the fight, said something along the lines of nobody can beat me. And I was like, dude, come on. I mean, yeah, congrats, Stammen. You're the third guy in a row to knock out Eddie Wyland in in one round. So, yeah, you're really special for that. Um, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this. I think the biggest story is that Eddie retired and had a really long career. He's in the WEC days. Um, you know, we talk about all the time how MMA is a tough sport to go out on top. And he, I, I'm glad he's going out. I mean, he's, it was probably either him going out. Actually, that's not true because he 
just signing a four fight deal or three fight deal with UFC. So he he he's retired before with with still fights left on his contract. Um, you know, it's, it, you rarely see fighters go out like with a win, and yeah, this happens. I'm kind of glad it wasn't like a fucking uh, like crucial and like gut wrenching knockout like the O'Malley one was, um, or the other what's the name the Mexican guy Castellanos, Casta. Uh, we literally just talked about it. Yeah, yeah, Castaneda. Castaneda. Yeah, Castaneda. Like that. Those two were pretty uh, tough, but this one was like he wasn't. He wasn't out. He was just. He was just not. There, there, there's just levels, and in terms of Stalman, he's gonna be a fringe ranked guy for the rest of his career. I think. I don't see him making a run anytime soon. He but, can gatekeep the top fifteen. That's fine with me. Yeah, that's fine with me. We need we need guys like that in the sport. But yeah, he did what he needed to do, and he was that big of a favorite for a reason. So yeah. Yeah. Um. Next up, this this one. Uh, I didn't watch this one, by the way. Maria Oliveira, I'm glad she won the split decision. Split decision went my way. I picked her as the dog, which was felt good. But um, Congrats. I saw some people were upset about this decision. I think she won rounds one and three. Like it, I'm not gonna call robbery on it. DePaula just got cut today. She's out. DePaula got cut. She got cut. What? She, dude, she's not good. Didn't she just beat Belvita though? Yeah, but Belvita's not good. <laughs> like, Belvita's got a fight scheduled. Yeah, I saw that. Um, not nah, I Oliver came out really aggressively. Um, and as aggressive as she was, she wasn't being very effective in the first, but I think her output won her the round. And then like I don't know, I don't really want to talk about this fight anymore. But okay. um, the, thank the, you. had for... 20 more total strikes and 10 more significant strikes. And I didn't watch the fight, but that's just the facts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, whatever. I if you if you had DePaulo as as in your parlay or something, like I'm sorry it happened that way, but you know, sorry, buddy. It already ended before that though. But oh, yeah. okay, word. Um, Thanks, yeah, for real. Uh, Ricardo Ramos spinning elbow right to the temple of Danny Chavez. That was elbow from hell. That was that was one of the of all of the knockouts on this car. I think that was the best one. Yeah, uh, I take it back. Giannis, this was the best one. Yeah, but in terms of just like the technicality right. and the fashion of it, the highlight was the best nature, one. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I just had... well because it came out of nowhere. It was just like, dude, it, Chavez was out on his feet immediately after that. Like he was just, it, it was that. That was wild. That was wild. Um, I don't have much else to say. It was a no, I mean, that's really guy. all there is to say. I mean, uh, again, the line is pretty was pretty accurate, too. I think sick. Ramos is minus 300. Um, yeah. My my take on that fight was completely wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so wrong on that one. That's okay. Yeah. We love, we love oh, that. Oh, and back-to-back, back, the next fight after that, we had another uh, first-round very quick knockout. So Jeremiah, this- Jeremiah Wells has fucking steel in his, in his gloves, dude. Yeah. I think this okay. We have a couple things to mention this fight. Number one, I think this was when, like, I saw a tweet was like this fight card's a series of executions, and like this was the fifth knockout in six fights. So this is when you're like, holy shit, what is going on? Like this really was a series of executions, and the the back to back Ramos and Wells knockouts was like, holy shit. Um, the left hand was fucking nuts. It was perfectly timed. And 
when you see that, you kind of wonder, like, wow, like Court McGee, like, has he, he's never got to finish in the UFC, has he? It's all decisions. Right. And to see that happen, you're like, holy fuck. And then you see Herb. Could oh, he have been man. any further away? He was, from- he was like outside of the octagon <laughs> while this knockout happened. I was like, Herb, what are you doing, bro? Like, cause, cause uh, Wells landed a, a big shot when Wells, when McGee was already yeah. out, too. Yeah. Like a big shot. Yeah. And her just fucking running over. I will never doubt Jeremiah Wells again, I guess. I mean, I, I was... I who I picked in this fight, I'll be honest. I had McGee. I, I was pretty sold on him uh, being able to grind out a decision. But clearly, <laughs> if I would have known that this was the pace of this card, like the, the theme of this card would be... Yeah brutal shit i would have maybe went the other way because wells has some serious power i do want to say on a betting side of things um this is kind of this card to kind of proof in terms of the strategy of not having any bets placed before the card starts and not and start betting fight by fight because Mm -hmm. the pace means something i think when fighters see finishes when the crowd's all like exactly i think it means something like you know what I, like when you see um there's momentum yeah when you see four of the first five fights end like really quickly and you've got core mcgee and jeremiah wells you're like okay i think someone's gonna might get, might get knocked again here but uh yeah that was, that was an impressive left hand put him completely out um and then right after that we had finally so after that knockout, I was like, man, like, I kind of want some of these fights to, to like, go a little bit longer. Like, I want to, you know, like, I want to yeah. enjoy it a little more, have some more time to, you know, see some some strategy, some corner advice, you yeah. know, yeah. adversity, scrambling, jujitsu. I didn't uh, see this fight, by the way. So. Uh, Silva looked really fucking good. Like, okay. that line was way off. And of course, my dumbass. I only took the sub prop. I didn't take the money line on her. Oh right, okay, yeah, this, this was that one. I'm stupid, but uh, <laughs> I've done that so many times. But like the whole idea of this matchup was that Silva would have the advantage on the ground, and Jazz Duvicius would have the matchup advantage on the feet. But I couldn't be further from the truth. Silva looked really fucking good. She was jumping around mm-hmm. like kind of pulling off some crazy shit honestly so definitely gonna be on the lookout for her next fight not really much else to say about that um so that that brings us to the main card and we had five no i take that back we had four finishes two decisions uh kicked it off adrian yanez box up bump recipient put the racist out um He's good. He's now number 15 ranked, Adrian Yanez. As he should be. Took too long, bro. He's 5-0 in the UFC with four finishes. And the one fight, he didn't go to a decision. It was a fight of the night. Yeah. Uh, He's electric, and he can make some noise for sure. There's certain fighters I don't want him to see, like the Sean O'Malley fight gets thrown around. I don't think that's a good fight for Yanez. But there's a lot of guys in the top 10 that – I think it would be a great matchup for him. In terms of the fight, uh, he stalks his prey. And when he when he and when he gets him hurt, he pounces. And uh 
I mean, that was incredible. I mean, that was one of the more, that was probably the best moment of the card when he gives him the double yeah. bird. At, oh, the, yeah. the picture of him, like, giving him the, the double bird as he's walking away, as, as Kelly's out. That was the picture of the night for sure. Um, I think that was probably the best moment of the card in terms of, you know, Giannis is the hometown guy. Um, everyone hates Tony Kelly. Yeah, uh, that hyped me up. Yeah, that was awesome. That was, that was awesome. Even even when like Tony Kelly was flipping off the camera, I was like, "All right, we've we got we got something going on here." Yeah, something yeah. is about to happen. Yeah. Um, so for for Giannis, give him Frankie Edgar. Okay. He's Frankie Edgar's number eleven right now, which is kind of crazy. I say give him Frankie Edgar, or maybe you don't want him to like fight up quite yet. They don't do it to Frankie though. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's got to get out of there, man. Oh, Ricky Simon, he's got a fight schedule against uh, Jack Shore, right? Does he in, in July? Yeah, Ricky Ricky Simon Simone Simon out of the fucking house. Really? He's, he's got. Let me look. I don't hate sure. Frankie Edgar um, or Cody Stammen. I was gonna say, I like that. I know? think Giannis would win that fight. What if you have like Rob Vaughn or some shit? Poor Rob Font, man. Poor Rob Font. When he beat Cody Garbrandt and won me yeah. a bunch of money, I was like, "I'm a big Rob Font guy." <laughs> nah. Um, I, I, I don't hate the, um, the Stalman call. The problem is, I think you got to give Giannis a ranch guy because yeah. he's. I think you haven't given him that, that. Like he's, he's won five fights in the UFC, but none of them. Have, he's he's gotten to a ranked position without beating anyone ranked. Which is kind of rare, right. in my opinion. Um, there's a well, lot here's, of guys. Here's the thing that literally everyone in that division has a fight scheduled or about to be scheduled, except, except for Frankie Edgar. Yeah, that's true. So, the division's crazy. The division's crazy right now. We've got a lot of huge fights coming up in that division. But yeah, I don't know, man. That fight was awesome. The Yanas and Kelly, like that final two minute sequence, was really cool. And. Uh, uh, Giannis was with blood on his face, made it that much cooler when he knocked him out. I feel like um, the the ref let it maybe go a little bit longer, uh, knowing the circumstances. If you look at it, he was like beating him from behind, like like a. I don't. Fight. Well, the ref also kicked him in the face. Yeah, that? That too. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if it went. A little, I think. I think it ended how it should be because Kelly was still on his feet. I know you're saying there may have been one. It seems like the ref was maybe about to get in there and then he held up a couple more seconds. Yeah. Um, also Tony Kelly was like still talking shit. Like, get cut that guy, get that get that dude out of here. Fuck yeah. that guy. And then and then he was Mr. Nice Guy, like when they're about to read the decision. Do you see that? Yeah, it's like, he's dude, like, Oh, uh, we we good. <laughs> oh, he guy's a clown. Tough. How did he be Randy Costa, dude? Maybe Randy Costa's not that good. <laughs> maybe. Uh, okay, so RoboCop, uh, aka Barack Obama, Gregory Rodriguez, <laughs> uh, KO Julian Marquez. This line was not wide enough. This no. this line should have been Rodriguez should have been like minus three hundred. Honestly, Rodriguez is good. He's good, dude. And his fight against uh, Petrosian, I think he won. So like, yeah, he, yeah. If, if he would have had that go his way, he'd be on a four fight win streak he is money and he he his power is incredible um you're right 
it wasn't for Julian Marquez's toughness. This fight have been over in 30 seconds. There was like five different instances where I thought it was going to be over. Yeah, but, and Marquez, he also – he was just blindly swinging back out on his feet, and he almost yeah. like – it, it That, that kind of worked for a second, but, but – I mean, no, it was – it, it, there was never, there was never a moment where I thought Marquez is really gonna, like, it, it, this was gonna end the first round. You just knew it. Yeah. Um. So this is looking ahead a little bit too much. Um. But so Gregory Rodriguez lost his last fight to Armin Petrosian, who was making his debut in that fight. Petrosian fights July 9th against Kyle Bohio. Petrosian is like plus like 280. I'm, I'm gonna bet on that. Okay, we'll get to that when it's out. I just want to Kyle looked really good, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I just want to, all right, shout out to Brock. Um, shout out to Brock. All right, so the fight between Ismagulov and Kuta Taladze, did you watch it? Did you get to see yeah. it? Yeah, what it was, was your fight? Do you agree with the decision? Um, I wasn't watching that closely right, but okay, I, but 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 I, I was watching on my phone but i do agree i do agree the decision um i thought it seemed like garam won the first round am i wrong yeah that's what it seemed like yeah garam won the first round and then it was a split decision i thought is looked really good after the first round though that's the thing um did you see the shit he was his twitch that he had yeah with his eye weird it's crazy that was really out. weird yeah. So, like, what is that? Is it just like I don't know. Me and my me and my buddy were watching it, and we're like, "Bro, why is he making that face? Like, what yeah, is, I, what is going on?" I yeah, that was weird. I don't know what exactly that was. Um, I mean, it was a really entertaining fight. It was really back and forth. It's kind of tough yeah. to really judge a fight like that when I'm watching like on my phone and I'm like, I'm I'm just enjoying the fight at that point. Exactly. Like, I I had no money on it. Like, I I was watch I was watching and. It was a really entertaining back and forth fight, but both fighters looked really good on the feet. Um, there was a very interesting sequence at the end, though, with the with the illegal knee. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm glad you bring that up. So Garam <clears throat> lands a knee to the chest of Ismagulov, hurts him. But her, who was it? Do you remember who the judge was? I ref? don't. I don't. Ref stops it. I think. It might have been. Let me look. I can find this. It might have been Herb. It's. It doesn't matter. It might have been Herb. But anyway, he stopped Let's it. He thought it, was, he thought it was illegal. If you give Garam that last 10, 15 seconds, whatever it was, to pounce on him after hurting him, like that might swing him the round. So it was an illegal knee. It it was it was legal, but Herb stopped it, or whoever the uh, ref was. No, let's say it was Herb. Let's say it was Herb. Herb stopped it. Gives a very strong warning, saying that it was an illegal knee to Garam, even though it wasn't. And then, wow. like they they just resumed. Wow. And okay, so like I mean, at the end of the day, one of the judges had it thirty twenty seven is Magulov, which is just bullshit. Um, yeah. But it doesn't matter because both these guys are going to be really, really good, really fucking yes, good, hundred like, percent. I agree. That 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 that's my main takeaway. I don't I'm, think. Like obviously Ismagulov won, and that's really good for him. But both these guys are gonna have really good careers. They and, they looked incredible. They both looked incredible. Oh yeah, like this is this was like a top ten esque fight. Um, yeah, it, and it felt it had that feeling. Like obviously I love Yanez. He deserves to be ranked number fifteen. 
But if we're gonna if we're gonna compare uh, Ismagulov and Yanez, who deserve more to have number fifteen next to their name this week, it's Ismagulov, and I'm kind of shocked that he's not in number. Ismagulov is what weight class? Lightweight. Lightweight, and it's mm-hmm. like, why is Douglas Carlos Ferreira still ranked? That's a great question. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Is he even no. in the UFC still? I don't. Beats me, but we need still, we need a big rankings reform in the UFC. They need to let us rank the fighters. Yeah, Alexi Olenek number one, and Ghanu Maurice two. Green number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, no, but I, anyway, I agree, anyway, uh, yeah. Garam will be back. He beat Gamrot, um, which is something. Um, Damir, we'll get to him. Good. Maybe maybe these two re- run it back in uh, the next five years. Maybe with uh, with with single digit numbers next to their name. I love that take. I love that. So after that, we got three more fights to go over. Uh, then we'll get to the this weekend's card. Joaquin Buckley, TKO, Dr. Stoppage, Albert Dryev. Super impressed by Buckley. Super impressed. Like he gets the Jake Matthews impressed award of yeah. this card. Um man, he looked really fucking good. And, and you know what? I don't want to Dryev also was made some really poor uh decisions in my opinion but so the game plan in my head was that drive was going to try to take buckley to the ground gas him out dominate. he did try that though he right? tried but buckley didn't let it happen yeah buckley's cardio held up his power is clear we don't like we know that that's there already um and he even like was that a few inches height disadvantage, which once you get up to middleweight, like that starts to matter a little bit more in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't matter. He was still high kicking him. Like he just, he was getting that foot up there. We, we do need to do an impressed award every week and Buckley wins this week for sure. I, I see, I went into this fight. We talked about this. I'm, I was a little bit, I wasn't out on Buckley, but I was a little bit, you know, questioning skeptical. his. Yeah, I was a little bit skeptical. I was questioning his ability to be a little more diverse and not rely on one highlight to really, you know, spark yeah. his career. And after this performance, I am fully in. He showed that he has takedown defense. He showed that he has the ability to strike without having to knock you out. He was pe- he was piecing up from every angle, especially at the end of the second round when he knocked him down. Was a left. Um, it was incredibly impressive. And with that diverse of a striking ability and that many punches in his arsenal, he's a really dangerous fighter. And he could get a really good opponent with this win next. He's won five of six. Hear me out. Phil Hawks. I love it. I love it. That sounds awesome. Let's that sounds fucking awesome. Hire me at Dana. Yeah, um, and and Albert didn't look great. I I agree with you. Yeah, he, he looked like, this. He didn't look, quit. Things were lo- looking back. Buckley at plus one seventy five. Like what? Dude, why, I took why? it. Thank God. I yeah, good it. shit. I didn't. Um, but that's like what? Yeah, that's one of those where it's like, why didn't I not jump on that? Hey, we we live and we learn. Yeah. Um, Kevin Holland boxed up bump recipient. Big Mouth is back, baby. Except, oh, man, I would have – I had a parlay of him and Giannis both by KO, and I had a 
solid amount on him by KO. He just had to wrap up the choke, man. He just oh, had dude, I'm to wrap sorry. Up the choke. You know, I, I had the KO too. I'm sorry, but that was way more electric. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know. I know. Don't get me wrong. Was, that was awesome. I can't be too dude, upset. Big Mouth is back. You almost hopped off the Big Mouth train last week, and I got you back on. But I didn't. But nope, I didn't. You, did. you did. You were this close. So I was like, no, 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 no. No. Big Mouth is back. And for a second, for like a half a second, I thought we were going to have a Victoria Brunson moment where like, there was a second there. I was like, oh, fuck. But Cullen has shown that he's improved his wrestling. Um, as those fights have aged, Victoria Brunson are top five middleweights. You know what I mean? Like he... The really weight class fighter. too, man, makes a big yeah. difference. I think I think welterweight Kevin Holland can make some legit noise, and he's talking about uh, Paul, fighting Sean, Paul, Sean Brady. Brady. I, I think yeah. he knocked out Sean Brady. I think so too. And in terms of the fight itself, Holland's striking was on point the entire time. Oh man, he's Means so was fast. outmatched. If Means didn't have the chin he has, it would have been over very soon. Mm-hmm. Means has only been KO'd once in the UFC career, I believe, and it's been a very long UFC career. And then when he really had him hurt, Kevin Holland showed off his jiu-jitsu and wrapped him a Darce choke. How about that? That was uh, I loved it. And then he throws his mouthpiece at, mouthpiece at the end too. It was incredible. Kevin Holland is honestly one of the most like marketable, fun, entertaining fighters on the entire roster. When he walked out, I was so pumped. I was like, "Oh yeah. man, it is time. It is fucking time." And, like, speaking of, like, just Buckley, the knockout that Holland, uh, when he knocked out Buckley, that's, like, the funniest knockout I've ever seen. Oh, that's awesome. That's so awesome. He killed him. All right, who's next for Holland? Give me a name other than Brady. Uh, Nate Diaz. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't don't hate that. I think think that would be – that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I do. I I think I think Kevin Holland's my favorite fighter in the UFC. I really do. I mean, he's up there, man. He's if we're looking at we're said we're halfway through this year, basically. If we're looking at a box up fighter of the year, Kevin Holland's making making a case. Ooh, he's making a case for sure. I mean, you get you see, you know, we all know for box up fighter of the year, you got to be kind of good and have all the intangibles and he is yeah. he checks both boxes and he stopped another fucking criminal too the day before the fight how about that it's, it's getting it's getting ridiculous honestly like i'm, I'm getting tired of talking about it at this point but he's it's not hilarious. a real person um okay main event wait what, one more thing on kevin holland yeah so we mentioned we started this podcast about a year ago what other fighter has had the career kind of because when we started the podcast he was fighting Vittori, I think. It was Vittori and then Brunson. No, it was Brunson and then Vittori. And then Kyle Dawkins. And then he's one of these last two. It was just like a crazy sequence of like him losing two, one no contest, and him winning two. Right. And it's it's just been so up and down. But he's he's on he's on the right track. No, he's in, he's in the right weight class. Yes. And He's got the speed for welterweight, and he's his powers. He has an advantage, which is I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Um, okay, main event. Josh Emmett pulls off the upset. Yeah. Um, Shout out to us for saying a Josh Emmett decision is not going to happen. 
Yeah, we're stupid as fuck, man. Um, I uh, hot take. I didn't. Uh, no, I can't say that. I can't say I didn't enjoy watching this fight. I didn't I watch it, so I can't say that I didn't enjoy it. But I, it left me wanting more. Um, yeah, it left me wanting a finish in under four and a half rounds for oh yeah, of a course, substantial amount of money. But I, I. Uh, People are saying robbery. I can't call it that. I didn't literally when they were reading the scorecards, I was like, it could go either way. And I, I'm not mad either way. Um, I thought Emmett fought a great fight. He landed a lot to the body. Cater's jab was pumping as always. Um, it, it seemed as if Cater had a tough time finding his rhythm a little bit. He started to find it um uh, towards the like as the fight went on, but it happens so many times in these five round fights where like round one and two or take that back round one and five, the beginning and the end rounds sway it more times than not. Yeah. Because I don't know. I don't know. I really, well, this is, this is, I didn't watch the fight, but from what it sounds like most people had Emmett winning the first three and Cater winning the last two. Is that right. right? Or the other way around. Well, when I had it live, I had, I had Emmett one, three, and four, I think. I don't even fucking know, though. But because, I, I, like I said, I had no clue who was going to take it. I didn't have it in my mind when they went to read the decision. I didn't have it one way or another in my mind who I expected to come out on top. So, like, people were mad about uh, um, Emmett winning the fourth or something. Or one judge had Emmett winning uh, a round that he shouldn't have won. And it was like that, like that was like the the really big um thing here. I, I got the scorecards right here. Josh Emma's face is really fucked up too. That was one other thing. All right, yeah. so here are the scorecards. One of them, uh Saudi Amato, the classic, had Emmett winning the first three and Cater winning the last two. Um, so you're the only one that had Cater or never mind. Uh then Chris Lee had Emmett winning one, three, and four. And Cater winning two and five. See, I think I agree with that one. Okay. And then Doug Crosby had Cater winning two, four, and five. And Emmett winning one and three. three. So it seemed pretty. It was all over the place. So two judges. It was all over the place, but two judges. So, but all judges had Cater winning the fifth. Uh, All judges had Emmett winning the first. And all judges had Emmett winning the third. So one, three, and five was all agreed upon. And then in the fourth one, this is this is the controversy. In the fourth, one judge had Emmett winning, other two had Cater winning. A lot of people thought Cater won that round. And the second, two judges had Cater winning, one had Emmett winning. I would have to go back and watch it to like actually make that, a decision that probably about, made no sense if you're just listening to this yeah that probably like, is you just have to go back and watch it watch again watching it live it was so close where it was like at the end of a round i'd be like i could see it for either fighter yeah like cater cater has like the jab <coughs> the volume like but emmett landed the more powerful shots and dude josh emmett so josh emmett's he, next in line for a title 
He is. He's ranked fourth right now, and he's on a three-fight win streak. Maybe I think he's maybe maybe it's more, but he's one. He beat Burgos, got really injured in that fight, beat Dan Ige, and then beat Calvin Cater. Do you he's remember like last fall? I was like, where the hell is Josh Emmett? Where yeah, is Josh Emmett? I do remember that. It's it's incredible. He's number four. Uh, the only people ahead of him are Volk, Holloway, Ortega, and Rodriguez. And so if Volk wins, it's going to be him and Josh Emmett. <laughs> like, and hear me out. Unless Rodriguez think, wins, maybe. Well, who's Rodriguez fighting? Does he have Ortega. a fight scheduled? All right. Yeah, so here's the thing. If I don't think it matters who wins between Volk or Holloway in terms of the next title shot. You know what I mean? Because Ortega and Vol- or Holloway and Volk have both beaten Ortega, so there, it's, there's similarities there. Who, no matter who wins, I think if Yair beats Ortega, he'll get it next. But if Ortega wins, Emmett's next. Do you agree with that? It's kind of tough though. It's tough because Holloway just beat Yair. Yeah, that's true. So if, Hol- if Holloway wins, it's gonna this whole division's trajectory is going to get messed up for a little bit but um we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it josh emmett is 18 and 2 how about that i mean it it sucks for cater too i mean it does suck i I like cater a lot because it seemed like it seemed like he was right there and he was uh yeah i mean he but he he's he'll be back he's number five the problem is there's no easy house in this division like there's no one that's really like in the top 10, there's no one that's really going to be an easy out. Um, yeah, craziness. Josh Emmett, man, who would have thought? And his, his face is fucked up. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Cater uh, finally hit him with a spinning elbow, like, later on in the fight. I was like, dude, where's that been? Where are these yeah. elbows, Cater? Like, I've been waiting all night for this. Um, But anyway, let's – uh. Let's talk about this weekend. I, let's, um, let's try to try to go through. I got to go to work in like 30 minutes. So Yeah, let's bust through these. Let's bust through it. Uh, okay. Matsuts, Gamra, and Armand Saryukian. Uh, let's start at the bottom. Let, let's okay. start at the bottom, actually. I don't have um, anything on the first fight. I'm just giving you a head. I, Vanessa, I have something on pretty much every fight except for the first one. All right, Vanessa Dimopoulos and Jin Frey. Betting wise, I wouldn't hate a Vanessa uh, inside distance bet because I mean she's the one that wrapped up Silvana's arm after getting cranked. Well, I don't know. Demopolis used to be a stripper. Really? She bad? A little bit. Let me get some lines real quick. Um, a lot of very close lines on this card. Um, Vanessa Demopoulos is plus two ten, and June Yufre is minus two fifty. Sure, 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 sure. Um, what, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. Uh, Brian Keller back okay, against Brian Mario Keller. Bautista. This is that. This is actually a pretty uh, interesting matchup we got here. Yeah. So Keller is plus one forty. Bautista is minus one sixty five. Bautista is three and two in the UFC. With losses to Corey Sanhagen back in 2019 and Tevin Jones last year. And Brian Keller is a seasoned vet. He is eight 
and six in the UFC. Fought a lot of good guys, though. Decent, like... lot of, decent amount of finishes. His last three losses are to Cody Stammen, decision, Ricky Simon, decision, and got subbed by Umar. In that time, he beat Ray Rodriguez, Demonigo, Pilarat, and Kevin Kroom. Uh, I think that boom Brian Keller is value here at plus 140, and I will most likely bet on him. I don't have a, a lean on this fight necessarily. <clears throat> uh, I mean, is Bautista really that good? I mean, Brian Keller, if you look at his uh, through the years, he beats who – he beats the no-names. Not saying Bautista is a complete no-name, but he's not like, you know, he's not anything crazy. And he loses to the guys that are, you know, better than him. I mean – Maybe I don't know. Brian Keller's old. I hate taking old guys. I just feel like you never know when that clock's gonna run out. But I, I'm staying away from this one in all in all uh, probabilities. But I don't like your. I mean, I don't hate. Sorry, I don't hate your take there with Brian Keller. Um, a fight that I very much have a take on though, and JP buys. And Cody Durden. So JP buys in his last couple fights. He's 0 2. He got knocked out by Bruno Silva. Not that Bruno Silva, but the other Bruno Silva. You're, um, you're, it, it's one and three versus one and three here in the UFC. Just heads up. I, exactly. exactly. Two very mid fighters. Below mid, actually. <laughs> but they're like they're like the same fighter, basically, it seems like. Yeah. Um, Cody Durden last got uh, fucked up by Muhammad Makayev in London. Yep. I'm taking Cody Durden here. Pretty not, I wouldn't say confidently, but I'm taking Cody Durden. Okay. Um, it's pretty much a pick em. Uh I'm like, it is a pick em. I'm going to give you my sneaky pick of the week. Okay. Cody Durden. Inside distance. No. no. Uh, JP Bias only win in the UFC is by submission, guillotine choke. Cody Durden has two losses by sub, one by guillotine choke. JP Bias by submission is plus 400. What Watch is it. JP Bias by specific guillotine choke? Can you get that? Um, I don't think I can. There, there's, I know there's a site out there somewhere that can let you. Yeah, no, out. on my old like offshore shit, I could, but not, um, not on DraftKings. Crazy. Give me the under. I, I think I might have already bet the under. Actually, the under is two and two and a half plus one ten. I love. I kind of like the under. Let's go with the under. Uh, okay, moving on. We got some sick bandway action. Halian Paeva and Sergey Morozov. Paeva coming off the knockout loss to O'Malley. Morozov, which we saw, which we did see in person. Morozov fought in what I think is probably one of the top ten fights of the year so far. Um, he lost via submission to Douglas Silva de Andrade. Great ass fight. Um, Remember that. This should be a great fight. I'm not sure what the odds are. I would lean Morozov slightly 
ever so slightly, probably. Well, you are in agreement with Vegas because it's Morozov minus 140 and Paiva plus 120. That's interesting. And I'm going with the value here. Paiva plus 120. I think, I mean, his three losses are to O'Malley, Kaikar France, and Rodrigo Bonturin, which was kind of a fluky little win. Uh, he won three straight before losing to Sean O'Malley. I think he's a good fighter, man. And Morovov is one and two, and his only one win is by decision. And it's because he got six takedowns. And Paiva is good on the ground. So, I don't know. I'm leading Paiva. I, don't, I think he has impressed me before losing to O'Malley. And including beating Kyler Phillips. Like, you know, like he beat Zaglas too, I think. Yeah, that Kyler Phillips decision was fraudulent. Was I it, though? That. Yeah. I don't know. He, he, he fought well. Nope. <laughs> no, no <laughs> what? Nope. Morozov, baby. Uh, nah, I don't know. You might be swaying me a little bit. Paiva might be. I'm just going pick. with the guy who's seen more ranked guys in there. I don't know. Like, that's my whole thing. We'll see. Uh, again, close lines on this card. Uh, okay, TJ Brown in Shyland. I don't even want to talk about that one. I got nothing. Yeah, that's TJ Brown minus 200. Other guy plus 170. Sure. I whatever. tried doing research on this fight, but I, I was too under, not uninterested to really. There was nothing to grab my eye. So yeah. Exactly. We, 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 um. I love that every time I do that, that's gonna be the most electric fight of the car. Yeah, I love yeah, that. yeah. I fucking love that so much. Um, okay, next up, light heavyweights Carl's Olberg and Tafan and Chukwi. Pick them. I'm all over Olberg. I I, I'm with you. I I'm with him. you. I'm with you. Let me pull up his past fights. He knocked out uh the water buffalo this year. Yeah. Olberg, yeah, he's six and one. His one loss to our boy Kennedy. I remember that. That he, was a comeback knockout for our boy. Yeah, he outstruck him by like like two to one. Uh so and then Tafan is three and two in the his, UFC. His last fight, he was cruising. Um, this was on that uh Santos Ankalev card that was low-key a banger. Yeah. Um this was the, the it was the fir- I think it was the first fight of the night. I had uh the Mirzakhanov guy, and Nchukwi was up two rounds to zero and just got right. fucked up by a flying. Game. I remember, yeah, I remember that you're freaking out about that. It was crazy. Um, um give me Olberg all day. Yeah, give me Olberg too. And the under. Actually, under's one and a half. I don't really like that. Maybe. Uh, all right. Adolfo Vieira and Chris Curtis. So I'll say now. This line has moved a lot. Towards Vieira? Towards being even. Chris Curtis was a much bigger favorite. Now he's okay. minus 130 and Vieira's plus 110. I'm going ah, to... Before... Ah, this is like, if it goes to the ground, like, does Chris Curtis have any sort of ground game? That's the thing. That's ah, that's the thing. That's that's what, I, that's what worries me. Vieira has three submissions in the UFC. Him by submissions plus one seventy five. Chris by KO is minus one hundred five. Um, never been subbed. 
Oh, never mind. He, he was once in 2011. It just scares me that this line has moved this much and that I could be the dumb the dumbass that fades Chris Curtis. Because again, how can you because how can you fade Chris Curtis right now? How can you fade? He's coming off two because he's now a favorite. Yeah. I don't know if I and like Chris Curtis as a favorite. I don't either. It doesn't hit this. It doesn't hit, it doesn't hit, it's not hit. I, I need I need my plus 250 Chris Curtis. You know what I mean? Um, here's a little um what would you call it? A little, a little tidbit. Chris Curtis in 2014 lost a decision in the Hoosier Fight Club to none other than Bilal Muhammad. No way. How, how about that? That's another. That's another I love how you're bragging about another decision from Bilal Muhammad. That's fantastic. I'm so proud of him. You just wait, buddy. Um, Holy, Chris Curtis is on every fucking podcast. He's the man. Chris Curtis has won seven in a row. Dude, ah, this is so tough. If it goes to See, the ground, like here's the thing. Like, I god, this is I know that whatever I pick in this fight, it's gonna be wrong, and I'm gonna be mad at myself. Yeah, right, other way. right. Seriously, seriously. But here's the thing. I think I have to go with my gut, and that's Chris Curtis. Yeah, that, absolutely. I, I, you gotta go Chris. I think you just gotta go Chris Curtis. It's a gut play. I mean. Maybe hedge with a Vera sub, but there's not a lot of value on the sub, and Chris Curtis could easily just go in there and just knock him out. What That's is the, the sub? Did you say it already? Plus 175. I, this is a stupid matchup. Why did they put Chris Curtis against this guy? I know. I, I don't like it at all. I really don't. <sighs> I guess, I guess we'll find what is, out. Hey, all right. All right. What is Chris Curtis via submission? It is. He's been known to shock the world. Plus two thousand value. <laughs> Vera has gone subbed in the UFC. I who? Um, I forget. Oh, but I trust me, he has. Curtis by he decisions plus. Oh, a, by Fluffy Hernandez. Curtis by decisions plus a thousand, which is sneaky. I think. I hope that's just a good fight, though. I, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I do. It, it's not great matchmaking. I agree. Uh, okay. Anyway, moving on. Nate Mendes has the task to try and take down Umar Nurmagomedov. Nate Mendes is 14-1 and in his career, 3-0 and in the UFC. He beat Tony Gravely, who won by knockout a little bit ago. Do we take the hear Mendes? me out? Uh, hear me out. Hmm. What, what do we think here? 14 and 1, 3 0 in the UFC. Two what finishes. is what is the line on this? Please tell plus me. 700 for Nate so Mendes. that means Umar's like what minus a thousand? Minus a thousand fifty. Dog, come on. <laughs> Dude, okay. All right. Maybe he does deserve to be a large favorite in this fight, but I'm telling you that last name adds like 300 points to that. If he was like minus yeah. 600, 700, I'd be like, okay. But, dude, I don't know. Dude, I, I'm I absolutely have to put a little tenor on Nate Maness. I can't not. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like Come we're being. On. What are what are the uh, what is it called? The props. What are the method props? 
Which on one do you want to know? For Umar. I want, I want Umar's. Uh, Umar by in. KO is plus 400, by submission plus 100, by decision plus 165. That's nasty work, man. Maness by KO is plus 1,600. He has one in the UFC. Maness by submission plus 2,200. He has one in the UFC. What is the total? Is it two and a half? It's one and a half. How is decision for Umar plus 165 then? I don't know. The under one and a half plus 130, though. Yeah. I'm, uh, dude, I I'm might a, get... We're 100% resprinkling Maness. I might get a little freaky with, like, a Maness sub prop just to, like, say that I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, there's some nasty fights on this card, dude. <laughs> I really don't like it that much. Like, I'm intrigued. Like I'm intrigued. It there's there's be, a lot of names, which I like. It should be pretty electric. But, like, the Keller Bautista buys Durden, Paiva Morozov, Curtis Vieira. This fight, it's all gross, man. How am I supposed to bet on this shit? <laughs> ah. Oh, my God. All right, Tiago Moises, Christian Giag- Christos Giagos. I think I got to go with Giagos because Mi- Moises looked like a fucking ragdoll against Alvarez. <laughs> See, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. So, Giagos or G- Moises is minus 255. Giagos is plus 215. Um, so, I hear you. Moises did look like shit against uh he looked bad dude he looked really bad but here's the thing i don't think Yagos is very good like i don't think he's very good at all i'll, I'll be honest his last two fights so his last fight he got knocked out by armand which like it's that'll, armand. Happen. That'll, happen. that'll happen but it was still pretty bad it was two minutes in Yagos fight before that he looked really bad on the feet. He was getting pieced up and then sunk a darts in the second round, which is impressive, but he's losing. He lost the first round. And I don't know, Tiago, before losing to Islam and um, who's, what's the guy's name he lost to? Joel Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before losing to Islam and Joel Alvarez, he was on a really good three-fight winning streak against uh, – I forget the names, but Anthony Hernandez, a few other guys. Bobby Green. Bobby Green. I mean, the line's Michael pretty Johnson. big. The line's pretty big, but I don't see a path to victory for Iago's. I don't see him doing what Joel Alvarez did and just, like, knocking him out of there immediately. Tiago's is good everywhere, too. He's good on the ground, too. So, I'm What has gonna... he done for me lately, though? What has Moises done for me lately? What has Iago's done for you lately? Um, it's funny you asked that. He got knocked by uh, Saryukin lately, so yeah. you know. I mean, hey, what not... is no? Okay, here we go. What is the over two and a half on this fight? Um, the over two and a half is over two and a half minus one thirty five. This has decision prop written all over it. I don't think I really. Yeah, I think so. I kind of like the under. 
We always like the under. Now nah, give yeah. me give me Giago's decision value. What is that? Giago's decision is plus four hundred. I'll just take the money line. I'm fading Moises. I've I'm officially. I might I might go with you, but I actually did some research and watched some of Giagos's fights last night. And really, wow! I don't he, I don't do that deep. Of, he doesn't uh, he doesn't impress me. He do, he just doesn't impress me. Uh, he he's very like like he doesn't look comfortable on the feet. His his striking is kind of sloppy. Um, he he's just kind of a sloppy fighter. I think you'll see what I mean when they fight. He's just kind of a sloppy fighter. He doesn't look. He doesn't. Doesn't look very technical out there. Got you. Got you. Okay. Anyway, fuck. Fuck all these matchups, bro. This is disgusting to me. I, I don't. Fight's pretty brutal too. Josh Parisian and Alan Badeau. I will make it clear for the record that I have already placed a bet on Alan Badeau at. at I think it's plus one hundred. Okay, boys. Minus one twenty now. Parisian is plus one hundred. You. I'm no, you're, Bado. you're telling me, bro. He's 0-3 in the UFC. So? He's 0-3. He's actually 0-2 with a no contest. What was a no contest? Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento. Wow, was that overturned. No it was over. I don't know. It doesn't say. It just says it was you find out? Because he got fucked up that fight. Okay. Uh... It was probably maybe some sort of steroids or something. Okay. Show some respect. He lost to Tom Aspinall and Parker Porter. All right. Hey, hey, so did Josh. Josh lost to Parker Porter, too. Parker Porter, this is the battle of Parker Porter's sons. Yeah, it is. (laughs) So they're both decisions, I think. I will. So is this at heavyweight or is this light heavyweight? It's heavyweight. Here's the thing. So, Parson lost his last fight because Mayas kept taking him down. Yeah, he humped, he humped his head. Yeah, that, that won't happen this fight. And he won three of his last four before that. It is one lost decision to Parker Porter, which also happened to Alan Badeau. Um, if it's on the feet, Dude, I don't know. This fight sucks, dude. <laughs> Why is this on the main card? I don't know, man. I don't know. Why is Paiva and Morizal not on the main card? I don't know. I, I'm a bet on Parson, I think. But no way, I'm dude. I'm willing to fade Parisian, Parson, Parmesan. It's time for the dough, man. Alan Badeau. <laughs> the dough boy. Oh, I can't wait to fade you on that one. Man, we are not seeing eye to eye on this. No, we're not. Really not. (laughs) Really not. All right. Well, let's see about this next fight. Neil Magny. Neil fucking Magny taking on Shavkat Rachmanov. Shavkat's going to beat him easily. Easily? You think it's going to be easy for him? It's going to be pretty easy. All right. I want want specifics. How's he going to do it? Neil Magny is not the old Neil Magny. He, I remember the last vision of neil magny i saw was him being a minus 300 favorite against griffin and just scraping out a win you were there for it my Um, last vision was him suplexing max griffin and he's gonna do the same to shavkat shavkat is gonna knock his ass out he's gonna knock out and i okay like 
What is Neil Magny by decision? Plus 500. Oh, that's it? Yeah. And the, the money line is Neil Magny plus 320, Shavkat minus 390. It, it, the line's a little big, I'll, I'll be honest, but Shavkat is he, – he, he's money. He, he's money. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all aboard. Magny's been knocked out twice, it looks like. Submitted twice. I got nothing for this, man. I'm probably going to sprinkle Magni, the Magman. Uh, but shit. Shavkat, I don't I don't want to in my I don't want to believe that it's going to be easy for him. It very well could be, but I don't I don't, I don't think wanna... Neil Magni is the old is is the Neil Magni of the his older yeah. self. I I could it, it just time does its toll. He's been doing this for so long. You know what I mean? It's been so it, he's been known as this guy just like and that last fight didn't help him either. Just and and also like his length and his height helps him a lot, and that won't be a factor. That's true. Um, also, the also thing, don't forget that Michael Chiesa handled him for three rounds straight, oh, five tough. rounds straight. That's that's tough. That's really tough. Um, okay, I I want to believe this in my mind. Neil Magny is going to grind out that three round decision like he's known to do. And it's going to be one of those things where he's like, no one wanted to fight this guy. I fought this guy. No one gave me a chance. I beat him. I deserve uh, to fight Bilal you're, Muhammad. You're kind, of con- you're kind of convincing me. I-, I deserve to fight Bilal Muhammad for the welterweight belt, interim belt. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was a very uh, common dude, but, speech. But, dude, okay. Sh- okay, look at everyone that Shavkat has beaten. His best win in the UFC is fucking Cowboy Oliveira. He beat Michael Prezeras and Carlson Harris. Okay. No disrespect to those guys, but I mean, come on. Hey, there was also a time when, when uh, Hamza is about to fight the leech, and we were like, he's only fought Gerald Mershert, uh, this guy, and this guy. Like, who, like, what? See, so like, he's, I, he's I don't Hamza think it matters now? as much. I don't think it matters. As I don't much. think he's Hamza. I don't. I'm not saying he's Hamza, but I don't think it really matters. Yeah. I think he, the way he's finished those fights, I, this last fight, he just he put his heel through someone's head and it was over. Like, okay, that can, it only takes one. Okay, yeah. But like, listen, Magny's he's being Jeff Neal. He's being Robbie Lawler. He's beaten the leech he's beaten carlos condit he fought rda he fought the ponds man he fought chiesa he did lose all of those he fought damian maya he fought he fought uh just i don't know no you got a point you got a point i i love a boring welterweight you know this about me give me neil magny put like five on the money line just for just for old time's sake hey the boxed up parlay of the week is Neil Magny and Maness plus three two hundred. The value parlay of the week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get into the main right. event. I got like five minutes before I gotta hit the road. Um, let's wrap it up. Saryukian and Gamrot. You already saw Saryukian, my. You already saw sorry, my yeah. pick for this. Saryukian minus two eighty. Gamrot plus two thirty five. Gamer. 
A, I love Armin Saryukian. I think he's a really good fighter. I think he's going to win this fight. I really do. But I'm going to bet on Gamrot because the value is there. And I don't think the line should be this big. Gamrot is a fucking money fighter. And we've seen Armin have some troubles in there before in the octagon. He's overcome some adversity. Um, Gamrot's more the finisher. I mean, I know you're on Gamrot. Big on Gamrot. Polish power. I think it's really cool that these two are headlining. It's very rare that we actually get a fight that I'm excited for as the main event. Usually we get Tiago Santos versus whoever. Um, <laughs> or we get we get uh, Holly Holm and Aspen Ladd and uh, yeah. fucking take your pick of all the mid-ass fight night main events that we've gotten over the last year and a half. So I'm excited for that. And we were, we just asked the question talking about Demir should be uh, ranked. And like, why is Diego Ferreira ranked 15 still? Uh, his last fight was against Gamrot. And get, remember that uh, knee to the body? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. Broke his rib. Yeah. Something really violent is going to occur in this main event. What is the total rounds on this? Four and a half, even. Give me that under. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Same. Something is something extremely violent is going to come to pass here in this main event for this fight yeah. night. Which side it's on, I can't be too sure. But I don't think I'll ever get uh, Gamrot at plus 230 in his career ever again. Mm. I had to hammer it. Polish power is going to win. Yeah, main event. that opportunity. But I, yeah, it. it is rare that you get two guys that ranked from 10 to 15 guys that a lot of people think will be in the top five in the future it's rare that we see them fight each other at this early in their careers and it's a huge fight for both of them in terms of the trajectory of their careers and yeah i agree i i'm i'm really happy about this main event because yeah it's something that's, that's it's a rarity in terms of a fight night main event because usually it's wash up fighters and things we don't care and, about and tiago santos and johnny yeah, and tiago santos and 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 holly holm and vera um uriah hall yeah do you have time for a few quick notes or no quickly yeah got a couple minutes still all right so our boy bobby green is out for the ufc 276 and cowboy the gamer that he is stepped in to fight jim miller it's miller's 40th ufc fights cowboy's 38th ufc fight uh it's at 170 should be electric i'm curious to see those lines i can't wait to hammer jim miller yeah um what else we got wait wait real quick about that do you think that was one of those situations where the timing of we've we talked about miller and cowboy maybe old guy fighting it out before do you think maybe the the timing of this dana and the boys were like bobby we'll get you a new matchup july 30th or whatever let cowboy step in let these old motherfuckers Hmm. do it out that is really interesting because it was undisclosed why he stepped out. So it could be anything, but like, yeah, it's like almost a conspiracy, but like, honestly, like I, it makes a lot of sense why it would say that, that. is really interesting. Um, I don't hate that at all. You know what? Let, let's say that happened. Fuck yeah, it. it happened. I don't need to check, yeah. fact check it. I choose to believe it. Yeah. I think, I think you could convince Bobby Green to doing that too. It's, it's not like Jim Miller is a crazy opportunity you know it's right. an unranged guy something like that you know um like we'll get you cowboy, on the next you you gotta feel for cowboy because he cut all this weight you know he, he needs something soon um 
Bobby Green's not just going to pull out. I like that take. Um, real quick, Dan Hooker and Clay Gita. Um, it's not confirmed, but that's like a fight that's kind of in the air. Why? Why? For what? <laughs> Why? I don't know, but that, but that's. Uh, I'm taking I, Clay Gita there too. I think Hooker. That dude. that that could be it, it. Could be complete bullshit. But that's one thing I've seen uh, flare on the Twitter sphere. That'd be and absurd. that's that, there's not much more. I mean, past Sabatini got a fight scheduled. Oh yeah, San oh, who's Higgins, he fighting? Who, wait, who's Sabatini fighting? Sabatini's fighting. Fuck, I lost it. We didn't fight, talk about the Dogman and the Sandman. The Dogman and the Sandman is that is I love that. I uh, he's a, fighting uh, uh, Jackson, Damon Jackson, Damon Jackson, Sabatini. Oh, that dude, Sabatini all day. Sabatini's yeah. got some of them. Um, yeah, 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 dude, the Dogman and the Sandman. <laughs> oh, that is might have to go to that. I might have to get VIP awesome. Apex tickets, the whole two thousand yeah. dollar package. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, who who you got? The Dong Man, brother. Oh, dude, I got the Sandman. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Speaking of bantamweights, Aldo and Marab. So I guess of bantam, yeah. Okay, TJ must yeah. be getting the title shot. Like, he he is. Is that confirmed? That's confirmed, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I think you sent that to me, bro. Oh, I just knew that Aldo was fighting Marab. And yeah, Aldo's Tito's fighting Marab. Fighting and uh, yeah, breaking. Yeah, you sent this to me. Aljamain Sterling's next title offense will be finalized first TJ Dillashot, UFC 279. So that's in September? Something like Probably. that. How do you feel about that though? I think Aldo should have gotten the title shot. Yeah, me too. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But I'll tell you this right now though. I think Aldo beats Marab. Me too. I think so too. I think uh, if there's anyone that, that can handle Marab's wrestling and and fighting style, it's Aldo. Aldo's seen it all in the UFC. So I absolutely also am with you there. Um, okay, before we get out of here, we need to come up with a boxed up bump. Oh, oh, this is going to be. We really don't agree hard. on shit. We don't agree part. on any of it, but I think we can find something here. Okay. Well, um, I mean, it's got to be Gamrod, right? Gamer, right? Yeah. He's he's plus 230. We're both going to bet on him. Let's give him the boxed up bump. Gamrod gets the boxed up bump. Man, we're going to regret this one. Sorry, you can fucking rip his <laughs> ears off and throws them to Dana in the front row, but. So I have Parisian, you have Badeau, I have Moises, you have Kiagos. Um <laughs> Nate Maness boxed up bump, bro. <laughs> I have Paiva, you have Morozov. Um, I I mean, yeah, we don't agree on a lot, but yeah, Maness plus 700 is a sneaky pick of the week. Maybe, maybe Carl's Olberg. I like that. Maybe, maybe a slight bump. You can't give us a, a big enough underdog. For us to be like, no, this, there, there, there's a chance. Exactly, dude. Thanks a lot, care. Juliana Pena. You know how much money she's going to lose me from betting on uh, long shots because of that win? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Whatever. All Ridiculous. right. Well, that'll do it. We'll catch you. We'll catch you next week. We got we got a lot going on next week. Uh, yeah, we, we got, got a lot a, going we got on. A, we got a big card to talk about next week. So Huge card. Let's hope this fight night as disgusting as it is after taking a closer look at it. Um, hopefully it delivers with some entertainment, but 
It will. I, we'll I'm see. excited. We'll see. Excited. Until, until next week, Box Up UFC. Catch you later. Catch you later.